go, go. Thank God we won last night. You were... Was it safe to say... You were about to kill yourself yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you like that. I, w- I was in desperate need of a win. Desperate. Fucking, fucking team sucks and hate my life. <laughs> okay, for the record, I didn't say any of that. You said all of it. No, you. that was your interpretation. Thank God they won last that night. That was your interpretation because that's probably how you would have talked. Okay, can you imagine if they had lost? <laughs> if they had lost that game? Well, that was the thing. If they would have lost that no, game. No, but I mean, like, even... Even before the game, if you blow a four-two lead late into the third period and, and lose, you know what? You know what's interesting is going to the game. I'm like, we need to win, otherwise I might start getting depressed. <laughs> and as sad as that sounds, it's true. No, it's totally true. Sometimes I just need. Dude, to I'm see... like depressed um, when there's no hockey season going on. It's like just depression mode, and then it starts up again and it lifts a bit. And then when the flames suck, it just continues to spiral. It's a really sad state of affairs, but that's the reality of life. So. Well, and then the game itself, like I was in. Okay, are you not entertained? Like that was a. If you were at the game last night, game. you're you're you got your money's worth. And even when I was, even when it went five four, and I'm like, oh fuck, we're gonna lose this. I was okay. I was like, you know what? I don't think I'll be depressed because that was that was pretty entertaining. Well, here's the thing too. It's like I got my like, juices flowing, my adrenaline pumping. I had the ups and downs. It was a yo-yo game. Up, now you're down. Now you're down. Now you're up. That's why I'm kind of still feeling okay about the season because, like, we came back against the Dallas Stars. Who else did we come back against? Didn't we have a comeback win against somebody else? Anyways, just the the things well, we came that came back from LA, but we didn't win. Yeah, the things that made us successful last year and were like, you know, this team is a good team. This team is a, a a good team in the Western Conference. A lot of that has still been on display, right? And Except th- for the team defense. The defense brutal. has been brutal. But I mean, last night was the first night where it was like, okay, finally we can score some goals. Yeah, and we'll we, get to the Johnny Gaudreau thing in a minute. We have scored our opponents, but last night. it's about fucking time. And I'm actually kind of glad we had to get five and win in a shootout because sure. it's like I'm 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 a little more confident now knowing that this team can actually score goals because that's one of the one of the concerns is they can't fucking score this season. Right. So I'm glad I'm glad I know we can. Kachuk was fucking Kachuk awesome. Was great. Last he was night. awesome. They interviewed him. I think it was in the first intermission. They're like, "How's it going?" And he's like, "We suck. We need to be better." Yep. Comes out, scores two goals. Yep. He was great, and he scored the shootout winner. He was awesome. Gio was a beast. So let's just talk about Kachuk for a minute. He needs to play more. More minutes. He needs to play more minutes, and he needs to play... I think he needs to be the top-line guy. I agree. I mean, going into this game, we were saying, we think Chucky needs to play with more skill now. Yeah. Because Backlund barely makes the grade as far as skill, offensive well, skills. Well, we are just concerned. watching the highlights. That play, back or Chuck gets the puck behind the net, passes to Backlund in front. He's all alone. All he's got to do is tap it in. But it's like he wasn't expecting the pass. Yep. And he buries it into Bobrovsky's blocker. So you got Backlund... Arguments can be made on some nights. Yeah, he could be a second line center, but then you got Froelich, and it's just like I, I don't arguments even, can be made. You know, twelve games out of the year. And I think it's usage too, right? Like how that line is used. Like they're used so much in a defensive role, which yes, that's important. But it's just like when you have a guy like Chuck who's so skilled, I would just be way more inclined to be giving him more minutes with more skilled players. There's a reason why, traditionally speaking, your third line is your shutdown line. Your third line center is your shutdown center. And you know why? Because you can't rely on one line to go out and score all the goals every night. 
You need two lines that can contribute on a nightly basis. Exactly. You need way more scoring. So if if the 3M line, and maybe this isn't a great example because the 3M line was the matchup on Bill Peters and other things, which, by the way, how many times did Bill Peters lose the matchup game again last night? Dude, how many times did you, how see, many times you see Jankowski out against the Barkoff line? Exactly. Like, it was, it was four times. And I don't understand his insistence on... You have last change at home, and you can't even match the lineups better than that. I don't understand his insistence on playing, and I thought Hannafin and Hamannick were actually okay last night. But he still... Like, why are they the pairing that is playing against the top lines? Did you notice there was a couple times he split them up? He had Hanna, Hamannick yeah. with, uh, with Geo. With Geo? Yeah. And I didn't see that. Hamannick was with Geo once, and then they had Hannafin with... I'd like that, actually. I think it was, it was either Rass or Shillington. I'd like Rass. But anyways, it's just like the matchup. Like, what is Bill doing there? Like, specifically on the, was it the tying goal? There was a two-on-one goal, the 4-4 goal. You can see Jankowski yeah. trailing his guy totally behind with Hubert or Hubert well, or whoever that's the thing is it. like, I get it as a coach. You want to reward guys and you want to show confidence in guys. But it's the fourth period. And obviously, Florida is making a comeback. You know, as a dad, can you player. not tighten it up a bit? Yeah, I know, right? Like, Do you have to keep rolling everybody? And I know that's like one of the strengths of this team is having being able to go four lines. But I mean, like when you keep seeing the Jankowski line out there against the Barkoff line, it's a little alarming. Yeah. So, okay. Well, so the point is, is that three, if that three M line is your shutdown line, yeah, then how? Are they going to be able to contribute as much as they need to on a nightly basis? I guess well, last year it was fine. Here's here's kind of Until what I'm the thinking. Playoffs, because in the playoffs, exactly. it got exposed. Exactly. Because when you have a guy like Backlund, because what I keep thinking is, okay, who wouldn't want a play driving line? But Backlund and Froelich are more, they're not, they are good defensively, but they're not driving play to an insane degree. Because I keep thinking about this. It's like, okay, look at the, what is the best line in hockey? Probably the Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line, right? I don't know. I think it's the McKinnon around in Atlanta, Skog. Probably. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to even know right now, like, Fucking Oilers line is pretty good right now. Dipshit and dipshit number two. Thing one and thing two. But we'll get to that later. Like, but okay, look at look at the Bergeron line. Could you imagine a scenario where we go out and get a legit elite centerman like Patrice Bergeron, and then imagine that between Lindholm and Kachuk? That's a top line in the NHL. Could Lindholm not be that guy? Maybe. So maybe it's time Lindholm is a things, centerman. He's got all the things in the making. Because here's what I was aside thinking. Aside from not being played as a centerman. Maybe you maybe you try Lindholm with Kachuk and Gaudreau. And maybe that's your top line. Lindholm with Kachuk and Gaudreau. Yeah. Lindholm between Kachuk and Gaudreau. My only concern is, does Monaghan fall off the face of the earth if he's not playing with Johnny Gaudreau? I, I don't, don't think so. I think most people... I don't know. Because he played... How many seasons did he play without Johnny? Just the one, right? His first season, yeah. yeah. His first season, he still put up like twenty plus goals. So I don't know, but like then, then it's the the conversation is, well, can't he play with Mangiapane? Yeah, and someone else that has playmaking ability. I just I I don't know. Like I just think I think we've seen a year and a little bit of this iteration of the top six, and it's still lacking. There's obviously it's still lacking. Because when Johnny and Monty are going, hole, yeah. and thank God Kachuk was going last night because then we wouldn't have scored. But it's just like, 
there's we're missing one more top six player or we're missing some variation on the slotting like something needs to be i don't know if it's minor or major but something needs to be fixed in the top six it signals jerry signals like i think i think the easiest way to do it would be to just rearrange how everybody's slotted and move Lindholm to center. I don't know how effective that would be. Is my only is my only thing. Yeah, but what like we say that, but what if it's fucking yeah? And what if it's great. way more effective? Because then who do you put him between? Do you put him between Gaudreau and like where would you put him? And the okay, K. Just to preface, like the reason why we're having this conversation is what did get exposed in the playoffs. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. Sure Basically, I, man, this break you had the breakdown. I think it's dead on. Yeah. Our assignment, the three animal lines assignment, was to sh- play against the Ratton and McKinnon line. That's all they had to do. Well, guess what? They had more than their hands full with them. They spent pretty much the entire series in their own end defending. Getting destroyed. How many goals did the second line have in that five games? I know Chucky I scored. I think they had one. Kachuk had one on the power play. I don't think Backlund scored. Backlund was close, but I don't think he scored. No. And then... So now your your second line is now in a defensive role. You're not going to get a lot of offensive contribution when they got there. That hands that full. Yeah. And like the amount of ice time that that Matt Ranton McKinnon line got. Yeah. Like they had their hands full. Yeah. So then you have to win your top line matchup, which we didn't. Which is tough because the like again like comparing it to the Bergeron Marchand Pasternak line. Like I mean, you're seeing more of these top lines that are two way lines, right? Yep. Like the Flames top line is. Very bad defensively for the most part, other than Lindholm. Gaudreau and Monaghan are not great in their own in their own zone. So when you can nullify them as an effective unit by nullifying, it's like it's like that. It's like we have two. Like what is it like? It's like if you combine the first and second lines, that would be an elite line. If you had the offense of Gaudreau and Monaghan combined with like the defensive ability of Backlund and Froelich, it's like okay, that's something close to like a Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak line, right? Yeah. But it's like the weakness of the second line is that they don't have enough scoring. And the weakness of the top line is that they don't have enough defensive ability. So it's like, I don't know what to do there. It's, you, you need one other guy or you need to slot guys a little differently. So then why wouldn't Lindholm be more effective as a centerman? I don't know. I think, has he even had much of his, has he played center since being a flame? Because for any extended period forward, of time, here this is how it works. Forwards that have are sound defensively make excellent centermen, because centermen need to be able to play defense first in order to get out of their own zone, and then apply the pressure. The wingers don't really have to do much in the defensive end. They just have to cover their point men. They got to drop down when necessary. But it's really that centerman role is playing three man to man to man defense with the D men. Yeah. So if if what you're saying is true and Monaghan is not that great on the defensive end of zone, but Lindholm is, why would you have Lindholm in the centerman position? Yeah. They can both take turns taking faceoffs, whoever's on their right hand or left hand side, when need be. I mean, I saw Bill do it once. He he said Lindholm plays center. Lindholm was playing center for a couple of shifts. I think it was like two games ago. Well, and I think it's even like a more, a bigger problem. I think our lack, I think. I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is, and I still think it's what everybody says. I think it's the lack of center depth. because Lack of center scoring depth. Yeah. Because, okay, you have Monaghan, and we just did a podcast like two weeks ago about how he's underrated, which he absolutely is. But if he's not scoring, 
what effect is he having on the game? That's the thing. And he, just like a lot of really good goal scorers you see in the league, they're streaky. It's kind of like a line A situation. And again, that's not a thing I'm complaining about. No. But then when you pair that with Kate, then Backlund's your second line center. I think he does a great job there. But then when you go down to your third line center's Derek Ryan, it just gets thin, right? Real fast. So it's fast. like, okay, Backlund's not a prolific scorer. It gets real thin real fast. Yeah, Monaghan is streaky. So combine those two guys not putting up a lot of offense at the same time together. And then your third line center is Derek Ryan, who struggled a little bit this year and has never been a big uh, point producer. Nope. Like that is kind of problematic. It is. It's a weak spot because I think I think most people think oh it's it's may, maybe it's the top line center maybe Monahan's not a top line I don't even think it's about whether Monahan is a top line center or Backlund is a third line or a second line center it's about we need one more we need another piece you need another weapon you need something even if it's a winger or something you need one more player to fit into the depth chart because right now we have a lot of players who are probably closer to the a bottom six than top six. Yeah, we have an excess. We have we have four. I think we have four legitimate top six players in terms of actually scoring goals and creating offense. That's Kachuk, Lindholm, and I, and I would say Backlund's on the bubble. I would say he's bubble. Yeah, in terms of offense. But if you have a bubble player like Backlund is your second line centerman, then your third line needs to be legit Again, centerman. And like Derek Ryan is not totally like if if you put Backlund as the second line center on another team who has. Like, let's say in Boston, it's like Bergeron, Backlund. Like, wow. And then Krejci, isn't it? And then Krejci's your third-line center. Holy cow. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think it's fair to say that Backlund is not a second-line center or Monaghan's not a first-line center. I just think they're missing... It's just the depth, right? Yeah. Because it's like... if we Let's say we had Krejci in our third-line center oh, instead of... There you go. Instead of Ryan. Then the Backlund on the bubble is not so much of an issue. Exactly. That's the problem, right? Imagine Nazem. So you either need to go out and get a. Th- well, that's what he tried to do. He tried to do it. Nazem Kadri would have fixed that problem. And he tried to go get Jason Zucker, who I think would have ameliorated a little bit of that too, right? Because I think I don't even think like I think a centerman would be ideal to add to the top nine, top six. I think so too. But even if you're adding somebody into the top six, no matter who they are, it fills a hole probably on that right wing spot that. Has been a revolving door since Bill Peters has been here. Yeah. So he tried. He, Tree Living has tried to address this. So he knows it's a bit of an issue, and I think that is probably the biggest issue of this team. So I don't know what to do there. Well, he's got some work to do. I mean, the problem is is that everybody's got their cap used up, and part of the reason is because I think everybody was anticipating more of a cap increase. Oh yeah. And so the NHL didn't have their shit together. There is not a lot of room. To address stuff. Well, I, and I was even saying, like, okay, I don't know if I was saying this. I might have been thinking it. You can't read my thoughts? Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> I was go, I was going through lists of, like... You Dougie Hamilton in a Speedo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredibly accurate. Because I was thinking, okay, what if we legit went balls to the wall? Is that a saying anymore? Oh, that, yeah. Okay. Balls to the wall and went out and got, like, an absolute marquee centerman. Top of the top. Of the top. Like Ryan O'Reilly when he was available to Exactly. Years ago. Like you go out, get a guy like Ryan O'Reilly or something like that. Who would you target? Because there's not really many, very many options out there. Would you? Jonathan Taze is 
is past his prime. Dante Davis is past. You're probably not wanting to pick up that contract. Like, no. who else do you really have as an option? Well, you know that the Pro Scouts probably have a list. I'm sure they're they're keeping eye under eye on guys. I'm sure Tree Living's fuck hasn't stopped making phone calls. But what I was you thinking, gotta think he's shopping. Imagine we could turn a we could have a line like the Boston line, and you had a legitimate star center between Lindholm and Kachuk. Let's say you had I'm not saying we get him, but let's say you had Patrice Bur let's say you had Alex Barkov. Between Gaudreau and Kachuk, you mean? No. Put Barkov between Lindholm and Kachuk. Okay. Now that's a fucking top line. And then you go Monahan. And then you go Monahan, Kachuk, or Monahan, Gaudreau, Bennett. That that's two real scoring lines right there. It's true. So I think I don't know. I don't even know how we got on this topic, but I just think the weakness of this team is, is the top six. Is the top six is not enough. Because we have a surplus of bottom six guys yeah. that can get the job done. We have too many of them. And that's and, another and problem. Even though and I don't even know if it is just one or the other. It's that yeah, because what have we said earlier this year is like the bottom six is not good enough. But I think that's a symptom of the top six not being good enough. Yeah. Because the top six isn't dominant enough. And again, Labardius says this all the time, but it is slotting, right? Some kind of slotting. <laughs> like it's like it's like our second line is not quite good enough to be a scoring second line in the league. Our third line Well, outside of Chucky. Outside of Chucky, yeah. Our third line is probably in the lower when Monge is there, it's it's okay, but I mean, it's probably I don't know. It's tough to say. But all it is to say is that our depth is lacking. Our top line depth is really lacking. Yeah. However, if you compare that to other teams with lacking depth, it's it's actually not that bad. No, it's not that. But bad. But it is our weakness. It's our weakness. So for sure. relatively speaking, to other teams in the league, our depth is pretty good. But I. I totally agree. If you want to look at, if you want to be a cup contender, it's yeah. it's definitely lacking. It's definitely something needs to be addressed. So, yeah, like I I don't know what Tree Living's plans are, but I think I think the top six. Well, I think we do. Yeah, like because we tried to get Kadri, tried to get Zucker. He was in on the Stone thing right to the very stone. end. So so he knows. Yeah. So, anyways, it was just it was just been on display recently because Gaudreau has not Gaudreau and Monahan have been fighting it yeah. really hard. So I honestly did not think Monty was going to score last night in the shootout. Yeah, because the what the past have shown me is that when he's cold, yeah, he's cold. He's, as he's shit. useless on the shootout. Yeah. So I was actually, I was pretty surprised actually that he he buried that. I know. Me too. And that was a sick that was goal. Huge. That was huge. That was a, that was a highly skilled goal on yeah. a highly skilled goaltender. Like I mean, okay, Gaudreau has through twelve games, he's only got three goals and nine points. Three goals, six assists, nine points in twelve games. That is not the good, that is not the Johnny well, Gaudreau we saw last. Especially year. after three was it three games in, he had five yeah, points already. Exactly. So, if you're looking at just the last eight games, he's he's on pace for 60, 62 points. That is not that is not in the realm of Johnny Gaudreau. So yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's kind of fighting it right now. And again, I think last night like. Did we really create a lot last night? We scored. I'm glad to know we can score, but I mean, high danger chances, 10 were counted for the Flames last night. How many did we allow? 10. Pretty even game, eh? So pretty even game. 
But I mean, this is Florida we're talking about. This is Florida. They're missing who? They're missing Trocheck. So their second line wasn't particularly strong. Thank God they were missing Trocheck. Their defense is pretty meh. Yep. Yeah, I know, right? So I don't know. I, the Flames still aren't creating enough for my liking. Um, but thank God Matthew Chuck and Mark Giordano were on their game well, last night. Gio was a beat. Like Gio was a freak. So. Gio was a freak last night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent of the t- of the of of slotting. Well, it's hard not to because but, when you're looking at where the team is and what's missing, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, then you look at the play on the def- as a whole. The team defensively has not yeah, been very good at not all. Not good at all, man. So that's like a weird. It's a weird recipe. It's not. It's a bad recipe. You're not creating enough offense, and you're defensively you're not playing particularly good. It's a bad it's a bad recipe. I think they'll get better. I think so too. But I keep saying that. Yeah. So I don't know. Anything else good from last night? It was good to get a lead. Okay, last night we played Florida. The first period I thought we were quite You know who I thought had, a, had an outstanding game outside of the turnover that led to the Barkov goal, which wasn't a blaring turnover, it was just a turnover. TJ Brody was exceptional. He was good. Outside of that. He was good. He and Gio were good together, man. I think he and Gio are good together, and I think Rasmus and Shillington are good together, man. Um, I thought most everybody was okay last night. Didn't you? Like, yeah. Was there anybody who really stuck out as being crappy? Not really. I don't know. I mean, what did you think of Riddick's goal? Well, the, the go-ahead goal okay. at the end. Yeah, let's talk about Riddick. Like, if I go back and look at all those goals, he didn't have much chance on, on the first four. Well, we were just watching them again, and yeah, everyone's like, oh, we should have had the... The t- both both the, the, go the four goal. three and the four four goal were well I don't know man big defensive get lapses yes if but as a goaltender if you're asked to make a cross crease in tight save yeah like you're not no no I know that's what I mean like the the tying goal is a two on one yeah where I, I don't know who Jankowski is not on okay there's I thought the fourth line wasn't very good last night I'll say that. Um, Jankowski's way out of position. Giordano don't know what he was doing. So you can't expect a, a cross ice two on one right at the goal. Right By at the, the way, goal line. Florida's fourth line was hemming our top line. I know all night long. Anyways. Getting back to the top line being alarming. Anyways. So I think you should. I think Riddick probably should have had that go ahead goal. Yeah, and the four three goal, the slap shot from Wegar. There's no way he's seeing that. So I don't blame him for that one. Should have had the should have had the go ahead goal. The fifth goal. Yeah, like but still. You watch the replay. You know Anfin what? Anfin is behind the net for some reason. If you slow it down, he the guy made an excellent shot. Yeah. So it's not. And it's still a blown. Like he's but, wide open in the slot. But I think the way you measure it is like it, it did go through him. Yeah, it, it was got, like a Mike Smith. He goal, got right? a piece of it. Well, I well we were texting each other. We're like classic Mike Smith. Late in the game, you let a shot back go breaker. through you, backbreaker. Yeah. And then like thirty seconds later, Sam Bennett. Thank God Bennett scored. Thank God, Ekblad. Thank God Ekblad sucks. Was sitting in front of the net. Dude, Ekblad? That's, that's just a Sam Bennett goal. Oh, that's a Sam Bennett goal. a terrible too. shot off. Yeah. All you're, created by Manjapani. You're going to miss the net by about two feet, but it goes off the Dean Benzman's chest and right in the top corner. Right? See, for all the talk about Sam Bennett being one of the most unlucky players, he does get a lot of garbage goals, eh? Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, okay. And then, I mean, that's what's... Incur- okay, it's really alarming that they blew that lead, but it's, but it's inc- also encouraging... That they were able to fight back. Well, not only win. that, you look at the Glenn Goldson era. Yes, exactly. The team would have battled back and then lost. Yeah, battled back and then lost. And it's like, oh, you just like Glenn Goldson was the ultimate cock tease team. 
They were, that's, that's what this podcast has been called. They would, cock tease. They would always just kind of keep you hanging around, hanging yeah. around, and then, then, then no. So yeah, it's but yeah to win another, come from behind win. Yeah, in a shootout. Yeah, a shootout. A shootout, which we never win in. Now we've won two in a row. Apparently we're good again. Yep. Well, when Monahan and Chucky are scoring, it's a recipe to win. That was a okay. Let's talk about Chucky's shootout goal. I don't understand how that went five hole. Like if I'm shooting that, it's elevating off the ice, no matter how hard I try. Like he kept it right on the ice and went five hole. Like, how do you do that? He had, yeah. Bromo- Bobrovsky had, like, zero clue what was going on no, there. I, I didn't even, yeah, like you said, it was like, did I think that go five hole? Like, where well, the fuck did I, that go I in? When I first saw it, I'm like, what the hell? That yeah. must have went far side, but no, it went five hole. Yeah, that was crazy. Okay, do you think if required, Johnny was the next guy to go? Probably, eh? Um, I'm sure it's available because they have to submit the shooter list. But I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. They would have went with the same thing. Yeah, they usually do that. Um, They usually go Monahan, Goudreau. Kachuk in some form or the other. Well, yeah, but they did in Dallas. Kachuk went third. Yeah, and won the fucking and won thing. the thing. That so was beautiful. Anyways, anyways, I don't know. The thing that's kind of like bugging me is like, and again, it's only been twelve games, but it's been yo-yoing. We haven't got on a good run. I want to see them go on a three or four game, yeah, solid run here. That would get that would do wonders for this team. When, I think when Florida went ahead, I was like, fuck, we're gonna lose two in a row. Yeah, and then how what many mean? would we have lost? Like. Two or four, so three or four. I mean, sorry. So they really, they really. I'm glad they won. Yeah. Because <laughs> we'd be super depressed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So touch on the Capitals real quick. Yeah. Or did we talk? No, we talked on the wives. We'll just do it real quick. I, did I not, thought that I was. A, I thought that was an okay game. I did not like Cam Talbot's first two goals he allowed. I think it was inexcusable. I think that that's first the one. reason why you lost. Well, that's he, probably the reason he lost. I, don't he, wanna, I think he played a good game otherwise. Otherwise, than that, the thing is, I don't want to pin the loss on his goaltending, but I want to pin the loss on those two goals. Yeah, because you're behind the eight ball to a good team. Yeah, exactly. Like you're down two nothing. The thing is, and then they battled back. And well, then, and it's like you and said then, before. Okay, you let that first bad one in. Exactly. You sure shit can't let another bad one in. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. So. But then Noah Hannafin's defensive breakdowns led to goals number. Goal three and four. Three and f- five, wasn't it? I think it was four. I think it was a three, two, four, two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a fine game. But again, Talbot wasn't good early. And yeah. some defensive breakdowns again. And uh, I mean. <laughs> I, and I wasn't a fan of their... Didn't, we didn't create enough chances again. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of their third-period effort. No, I know, right? Washington, when they played Edmonton last night, thought they were going to get the same effort Calgary gave them. Yeah, and they they came back. They took their foot off the gas. Next thing you know, it's overtime, and you go overtime, you're probably going to lose to Edmonton. There's no way you're beating Dreisaitl and McDavid 3-on-3. Three three. And then again, like Gaudreau had an assist against Washington, but I thought he was mostly... He wasn't invisible, but not doing Johnny Gaudreau things. No. So... But, then we learned the next day he was sick, he was ill, yeah. his practice, so I don't know. Yeah, that's another thing we should do. The thing, the is thing I, with Gaudreau, he's, he's been sick. The so. thing is, I'm not... If you ask me, am I worried about anything? I'm not. Am I worried about the goaltending? No. Am I worried about the top line? No. Am I worried about the second line? No. Am I worried about the bottom six? Not how they have him slotted now. I like him now. Am I worried about the defense? Maybe a little bit about the Hannafin and Hamannick pairing, but yeah, I think they'll too. turn it around. I'm not really worried. No, me either. But You're I, just frustrated. I just get frustrated because I know what this team can do. I know what they yeah. can look like. Yeah, exactly. I we think saw that, it all last year. And you said this, in, and it was a good like kind of like perspective. 
it was good perspective for me because I was like, come on, it's like 10 games. What's your deal? And you're like, yeah, this team finished first in the West last year. This is their second year together. It's pretty much the same team. You would assume, like, for them to be at this point, at this place last year in the exact same record, okay, it's understandable. New coach, a lot of new faces, a lot of change. Yeah. This year, it's the same team. Everything should be running pretty smoothly. Should be firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And you're not. Well, and the other thing is you had a quick exit. Yeah, and the playoff it's exit. Not, it's not like you have a hangover from the Stanley Cup playoffs. No. Like you barely were in the playoffs. But you look at teams like Dallas, San Jose, off a really slow starts. But they both made it the third round, right? Dallas made it the second round, yeah. San Jose third round? San Jose third round. So, who knows, man. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's just I, the way sports is, like, and especially in each other. So much parity in the league. Yeah. You got to clean it up. You have to be on... You can't take one night off. Yeah. And, and I think... And they've been taking nights off. And I think maybe it's like... Maybe this is an effect of like... Like, what do you call that? Like, the stagnant... Stagnancy effect of like fans or something. There's been like no change to the team. So it's like the things that we know... Again, like the top six, like we talked about for 20 minutes off the top. It's like the things that plagued this team last year, the weaknesses of this team last year and into the playoffs are still on display, right? Yeah. And it's like, fuck, what are you going to do about it? Do something about that, right? So I think that's why it's maybe even more frustrating because it's like last year, a bunch of new people, see how they fit in, and then all they got in a heater and played great for like three or four months. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Heritage Classic. The HC. The good is, old is there like is there like no hype for this? I'm not hyped. Well, I, who was saying it? Oh, yeah. There's Angel, your buddy, Eric Francis. Oh, Eric. Right on. Eric Francis said, look, the players are excited, but as Calgarians... I mean, I it's really in another care. province. Literally, I'm in, more excited about the jerseys than anything. Unless you're going. Yeah. Are you excited as a Calgary for the game? I'm no. I'm going to watch it, of course. I'll I watch, watch every fucking game. Do I have this one pencil on my calendar? Maybe. I'll watch. I know what's coming up. Yeah. So, it'll be cool. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hyped. Well, you know what? I think this I am, is. I'm I think hyped this, to see the retro jerseys. Yeah, me too. I'm. That's the only thing I'm really caring about. And that, to me, that's is the outdoor game fatigue. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Like, I think it's cool this well, in Regina. I think unless you're hosting. And I'm sure the people in Regina are stoked. About I bet you the people in Regina are super stoked. Because they, they don't get NHL hockey over No, there. they don't. I bet most of them are, I don't know. It's probably pretty split between Flames and, or do they get Jets fans? I, said someone, I don't know. Apparently someone said there's a lot of Oilers fans there. I feel like I meet a lot of people from Saskatchewan who are Calgary fans. Yeah, I think that you're going to, yeah. It might, be, it might be a good split. I think you might... Get the 60 40 split to But I think they're, I, the NHL and the outdoor games, like they really, I think they killed it a few years ago when they did like six outdoor games that year. It's like nobody really cares anymore. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. I think the novelty has definitely worn off. So they better figure, well, I don't know if they better figure out a way to fix it, but. Well, we'll see. I mean, they'll have their own metrics to see if it's a success or not. Yeah, I guess if they make money. And they're obviously going to. But you, you're telling me that if the game wasn't here at McMahon Stadium? There's you couldn't pay me to go sit outside at McMahon in well I guess if it was in September I could October but ooh <laughs> I don't hey, know I'm I've been going to all the Stamps games and it's been nice you know it's gonna be a fun game come on oh yeah it'll be fun come it's on it's an outdoor come it's, on. Out, it's outdoor ODR baby well it's just it's it's been overkill have you played much ODR dude you're talking to that's all I play really. Really? Mr. ODR really? here. 
Mr. Farmer. Not appreciate ODR. the actual ODR. Official. It'll be it'll be good. I don't know. I don't, that's what I'm saying. It's like why is there as much hype around Calgary? I think it's because there's out, outdoor game fatigue okay. league wide. How about this? Without the release of the Heritage Classic retro whites, is there any hype at all in nope, this game? Not I, for me, man. Like like there isn't any. No, like that's the only reason I want to watch is because the is because the jerseys. Cam Talbot's pads look sick. I know, and so do Riddick's. Oh, I haven't seen his pads. Ooh, they're like no, you, I think you saw a picture of them. They're like brown. They're like oh yeah, yeah, pads. oh they're yeah, those are nice. So I don't know. Those are very very You know what they need to do? Okay, do you remember this? Do you remember when they used to play three on three outdoor games, no equipment? It was like a Lindros team. Do you remember this? Yeah, but it wasn't for points. I know. It'd be so, that's how you should. They should do the. Here's my. Here's, here's just like fifteen game. Of overtime or uh, three on three? Yeah, here's my suggestion for the All-Star game. 50 minutes. Here's what the All-Star game is. A divisional three on three outdoor tournament. Four points in the standings. You pick three. You pick probably six guys, I guess. From from each team, from each division. And you have a tournament. And it's on outdoor ice. It's outside. It's a three on three tournament. Listen, I like... Four points. I like the whoever four wins points. the tournament gets a win in the standings. I like your. It's like con- it's like it's like a hockey. Tournament. I like the concept of for points, but no, you can't have it for points. Why not? They do in the they do in the MLB, and if you have it where it's not, no, don't they just do? Well, it's not for points. It's it's even it's even. I think it's even more an advantage in the MLB. Whoever wins the All Star game gets home home uh, World Series event. Yeah, that's like a pretty huge deal. There's got to be something they could do. So if you and then if you take so it's not like you, it's just each division has a team. So the Flames and Oilers have a th- the Flames, Oilers, Kings, Canucks, Ducks, Coyotes. Is that it? Pacific. Yeah, Pacific Division. Yeah. There's a Pacific Division three on three tournament, outdoor three on three tournament. Games are like ten minutes. You get your best six players or even your best three players. It's some sort of method where it's three on three. All right, let's look at let's look at this Winnipeg Jets lineup. I know you get they got a sick their top six is looking pretty. Speaking good, of sweet jerseys, why yeah. don't they wear the, like their jerseys are abysmal right now, and the jerseys they have for the Heritage Classic are sexy. The retros, yeah, the retro dark. Anyway, the retros are so much sexier though. Ooh, ours are better, but theirs are pretty sweet. Ooh, they're pretty sweet, man. All right, so you got Ehlers playing like Shifley and Wheeler. Ehlers has been good of late. Little's back, so they got Connor with Little and Liney. I don't understand why they don't play Liney out in the top line. Their bottom six hasn't been doing much, and their defense is their weakness. Their defense is a total mess right and now. And you're saying Hellebuck is questionable as a, as a solid tension. Well, I mean, he was last year. He wasn't great last year, man. So, they're... Man, they're they're a bit of an odd team. Where, where are they in the standings? Like, they've won five games. They've lost six games. Not great. Their yeah. goal differential is negative six. I think this is a team you need to beat. They've allowed the most goals in the uh, Central Division, uh, tied with the Minnesota Wild, thirty-six. When you're playing outdoor, though, you is, it these guys. is it kind of a wash though? Like it doesn't matter. Two you, points. In you the have standing. to simplify your game. Exactly. Everything has to be simpler, which yeah. may be advantage to the Jets because it's like if well, we know anything about how the Flames top one percent about advantage to the Jets. So. I don't know, man. You got to beat them, though. You have to beat this team because you got you got a tough stretch coming up here, man. I'm gonna say you at least need one point. Yeah, it needs to be a. You can That'd be fun to go to overtime, three on three in an outdoor game. A regulation loss is unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. So, 
I don't know. I think they're going to win, but who knows? I don't know why I think that. I just think they're starting to get their game back a little bit. I kind of feel a win, too. I kind of feel like Winnipeg Because usually we is... actually do pretty good against the Jets. Yeah. We, we match up well. For whatever reason, we match up against these big teams like Nashville, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I feel like we match up pretty good against like most of the central teams except Colorado. That's true, eh? So, all right. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling a win. I hope it's a win. I'm feeling it'll be a more win. fun if it's a win. I'm feeling a win. But um, we won the last one, didn't we? The Heritage Classic. We won Heritage Classic four nothing. Rene Bork with two goals. Rene. I think it was four nothing. It might have been four one. But I I know Rene scored twice, and Tangay scored, and Anton Babchuk scored. <laughs> Flames legend Anton Babchuk. Such a legend. All right. So predictions. <clears throat> I'm predicting like a five four win. Ooh, I'm not. I don't think it's gonna be that high scoring. Mm, I think it will be on the outdoor ice. That's gonna be some good ice. It's in, gonna be in sloppy. Regina. It's gonna be sloppy. It's gonna be good ice up in. It's always good ice in Canada. Well, least. those Saskat- They know. They know how to make ice. They know how to make that ice. All right, I'm gonna say. I'll say four three overtime win. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side, everybody.